We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's Friday, February 10th, 2023, the day after the trade deadline. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard. Well, let's jump right into it. We had some trades yesterday. Uh, Nick and myself, we did a, a post-trade deadline pod yesterday. Um, please check that out for a full uh, detailing of all these trades. We went through pretty much all of them. Uh, but today, we will focus a little bit more on playing time opportunities and fantasy value with all the crazy news. Ken, you happen to listen to that pod from uh, yesterday. Of course I did. Of course I did. My favorite <laughs> quote, my favorite quote from last night was, quote, there will be Wiseman Bagley lineups. We need to prepare for that as a country. <laughs> Spit a little coffee out this morning listening to that. That was funny. We'll uh, we'll be getting more into that later, and we'll we'll have we'll let Shannon have his piece. Uh, but let's take us uh, take us to the biggest trade of uh, of the week. Yeah, I mean, we got to start with Katie going to Phoenix from Brooklyn, of course. Uh, hey, you and Nick covered this very well last night and all the details. Uh, Alex, so uh, how about the three of us? Let's just focus on opportunities for playing time on these new depth charts in Phoenix and Brooklyn. So, guys, after Dinwiddie and Claxton, who is the who on Brooklyn, current Brooklyn depth chart, is the guy to have on your team? Is it Cam Thomas, uh, McCall Bridges, or Cameron Johnson? Hmm. That's tough. I, I would say Bridges is my initial uh, bet. He yeah. is, he, you know, he's going to play a similar role to what he saw in Phoenix. Um, probably more along the lines of what the role he played in Phoenix while Booker was out. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do like Bridges fantasy value to basically hold steady from what he's done for the past month or two. I Which agree. Really exceeded expectations heading relative to the season, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think both he and, and Cam Johnson will get more playmaking opportunities, I, I, especially if Brooklyn has any interest in sort of showcasing these guys. I mean, first of all, Jack Vaughn has to figure out how he wants to coach this entirely new team. Um, <laughs> but, you know, assuming they don't want to go into next season with this team, you showcase these guys a little bit for the summer. Hey, maybe Mikael Bridges can dribble a little bit more than he had opportunities to. And Cam Johnson, yeah. we know he's a, um, 
you know, he's had those opportunities and maybe he'll finally start playing like 34, 35 minutes a game consistently and, and jacking up shots. So I agree. And Cam Thomas, like you mentioned, I, like you have to add him. I mean, he's 72% rostered at this point. I mean, f- multiple 40 point games will do that. Um, but <laughs> if, yeah. If you did pick up Cam Thomas, I still firmly believe now is the time to sell, sell high. I think you've already passed the sell high window, at least the peak of it. Um, but I, I believe he should still be considered a sell high candidate. I question his long-term viability as a fantasy uh, asset for the remainder of this season, even um, with, you know, the, the first game, it was good. Dorian Finney-Smith entered the the starting lineup last night. Claxton was out. So Daron Sharp uh, had, had some starter. He, he entered the starting lineup at center and then Dinwiddie and Thomas and Royce O'Neal. But what happens once Bridges and Cam Johnson are in the mix? I don't I don't think it's a lock that Cam Thomas sticks in the starting lineup. Uh, even if he does, he's not going to have free reign like he did for those three to four games uh, in the past week or two. He's going to have to defer to Dinwiddie, to Bridges, to Cam Johnson. So I, I would sell him if you have him. I think he, he makes more sense as a sixth man in real life anyway. Yes. Okay. So who do you – it maybe doesn't matter for fantasy, but real basketball, you think Finney Smith or O'Neal is more likely to stay as one of the forwards in the starting lineup? I, I know that we have we have Finney Smith in the in the starting five right now, or at least at the top of the depth chart. Yeah. I think it's 50-50, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was O'Neal just because his continuity with the team. Like, he's been there, right? Yeah. He sort of earned that spot. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about Ben Simmons. That's the, the craziest oh, part of this. <laughs> he still only him. got 20 minutes last night when they were I, shorthanded. I know, but I and that's I, I wouldn't be surprised if if the starting lineup ends up being it could be Dinwiddie, Simmons, Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Claxton with both DFS and Royce. Or Romeo Simmons could the be the most expensive buyout ever. It's possible. It's possible. So I mean, this this rotation, the starting lineup, we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, but there are a lot of question marks uh, that hopefully hopefully uh, get ironed out in the next uh, two weeks after the All-Star break, mainly. If you're Brooklyn and committed to a rebuild, don't you have to get Simmons off this roster somehow in the next 12 months? You just can't have a cancer. Is that possible? Like that in a rebuild. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean, most expensive buyout ever. Is it possible with that contract? You can't trade it, but eesh, I don't know. I'm getting um, off topic. Sorry, Alex. Alex, no. take us to the big three-teamer deal out west. I mean, if there if there's one podcast of the year where we're going to get a little off topic, it's the trade deadline <laughs> uh, or the free agency ones, right? Like, it's just going to happen. Yeah, so, okay, let's cover this, this Lakers-Wolves-Jazz deal. This has Westbrook going to Utah. Um, I'm pretty sure Brian Windhorst firmly said that uh, Russell Westbrook will never suit up for the Utah yeah. Jazz. Did not make any bones about it. So, Westbrook's gone. Um, Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander Walker, plus picks to Minnesota, and God, do they need them? Um, <laughs> uh, Shannon, Colin Sexton, is it time? It's time to get sexy, baby. I can't wait. I have <laughs> Sexton stashed in so many places, I have him on yeah. so many best ball lineups. Um, so, so definitely excited. He, he started the first game after the trade was announced. Uh, had a solid night, 35 fantasy points, 31 minutes, 
22 points, five rebounds, five assists. You know, I, I saw a lot of chatter on Twitter during the trade deadline, you know, whose fantasy stock is up and a lot of bad mouthing, a lot of blasphemy for Colin Sexton saying he's a hollow points player from a fantasy perspective. That is simply not true. When he's playing over 30 minutes, he produces. He did so in Cleveland, you know, back in 20, 2021 season in 60 games, played 35 minutes per 24.3 points, 4.4 assists, one steal, and uh, also, uh, where are the three-pointers? I don't know. He's taking four three-pointers. I can't Lost. figure out. 1.6 three-pointers per game he was making. But the biggest contribution that I believe Colin Sexton, outside of the points, the biggest contribution that he has from a fantasy standpoint is his efficiency. He shot 48% from the floor that year, 82% from the line. This year, he's almost 51% from the floor and 83% from the line. It is hard to have a guard on your fantasy roster who's shooting over 50%. That doesn't happen very often, especially a high-volume guy like Sexton will be now that he's in the starting lineup. That efficiency matters. Those field, That field goal percentage matters, and, and I think it pushes Sexton into a top 50, top 60 range for fantasy value. Do you, uh, do you think there's a winner in Minnesota, Ken? Well, you got to assume Ant-Man's going to get a few more shots that Russell was taken. And, uh, uh, but I, 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 my long shot, I'll take a flower, uh, a flyer on Jalen Noel, uh, especially if any league where I just need points, I think he's going to get to gun off the bench a little more, but, uh, clearly they want this to be Ant-Man's team on offense, especially when Towns is out. Uh, I think Minnesota views this as a little addition by subtraction. Uh, we'll see if Ant-Man's ready to take that leadership role. Um, I mean, it's not like Gobert is going to shoot more. So, uh, right. you know, <laughs> you know. and Conley, they, they want to pass first point guard. Okay. Let's see how that works. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there is a chance Gobert gets some more opportunities because it sounds like, I mean, there were some, I saw some buzz that like D'Lo was basically icing him out during games and, and hated him and, I mean, Conley, Conley and Gobert played together in Utah, yeah. right? Like they have chemistry. Uh, to your point, I just looked this up now. I, I didn't before. Uh, with D'Angelo Russell off the court, Anthony Edwards takes five more shots per 36 minutes and averages 30 points per 36, 7% usage increase. So I think this is an opportunity for the Timberwolves to, hey, we don't want to pay Russell. We can bring right. in a point guard that has better chemistry with Gobert, and we give Anthony Edwards more opportunities. It could just end up being a big win for them. Well, they were going to let Russell walk as a free agent, right? right? So now you get picks, and you get to test McConley, and they ha- they're going to have to eat Conley's salary next year, but it also gives them a little more time to find a new point guard. Shannon, uh, we had D'Angelo Russell go to the Lakers. Do you feel his role is going to change significantly? If you're if he's on your fantasy team, or is just kind of just shouldn't matter too much for me? How do you feel about this? Yeah, I think he he takes a little bit of a hit here. Um, he's averaging 18 points, 6.2 assists, 1.1 steals, and 2.7 three pointers right now. Great efficiency, uh, 47, 46 and a half percent from the floor. Um, by far a career high for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. By, yeah, by far. Um, the good thing is he should have clean open looks. In, in LA as well. I mean, obviously the offense is going to focus around LeBron and Anthony Davis. D'Angelo gives them a very nice third option. I expect he will immediately start 
Um, whether that's at the one or the two doesn't really matter uh, for this team. Um, but he will start. That said, 18 and six is going to be hard to, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to reach those levels of production playing as the third option behind LeBron and, and the unibrow. So slight, slight downward trend in, in uh, stock down for D'Angelo Russell in LA, but still a, a fantasy hold. I got to assume it's really the assists that take the hit with the ball in LeBron's hand so often, uh, you know, even at, 38 he's still playing a lot of point power forward lebron but uh that shockingly high field goal percentage i mean he was always 41 42 percent year after year after year i do think that stays high because you're right he's going to get so many he should get a lot of open just catch and shoots absolutely yeah uh we also had obviously malik beasley go to la uh who suddenly has a um a competent bench rotation it appears uh, Beasley was seeing 26 minutes a game uh, in Utah, 13 points. He's mostly a threes guy, right? He's hitting three threes a game, only shooting 40% from the field, but that's because he's launching so many threes. I mean, you wrote in our notes here, Ken, um, does it really matter if, if he sees more minutes in LA or is his role even going to change? And I, I don't think it changes too much. I, I mean, yeah. I think he's kind of locked into this role. Right, maybe he gets a minute boost, but he's going to get fewer shots. We'll see. This team, the Lakers team, is crazy deep. I, I love the top like eight options for this team now, and I think they are going to. I, they did I, a good job. I understand KD and the Suns getting a lot of love right now and being the favorites out of the West, but I really think this Lakers team they have an uphill battle. I think they're still two games out of the the plan. But if they go on a run here, um, I could easily see them being considered one of the top two favorites out of the West uh, once the regular season ends. I mean, I've never been a D'Angelo Russell fan, but if you can get, basically go from Patrick Beverly to D'Angelo Russell, I think you have to make that move. Westbrook and, to Russell. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> that too. Yeah. And then Beasley, Mo Bamba, Vanderbilt. Well, yeah. it's, it's, cra- it's crazy. It's crazy. kind of like just... they erased that bad Westbrook trade they made. You know, mm-hmm. to Washington when they gave all their depth away, they just ran it back. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, okay, Shannon, we had a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Go uh, ahead, Alex. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's big four-way trade between Detroit, Golden State, Atlanta, and Portland. The number two pick in the 2020 draft, James Wiseman, goes to Detroit. Sadiq Bay ends up in Atlanta. I really like that move for them. Uh, Golden State gets back Gary Payton II, who they desperately miss. Portland gets Kevin Knox and five second-round picks. Shannon, I'll just take the floor. <laughs> I, I'm i fine with taking a chance on Wiseman. I think uh, a team in the Pistons position should make those type of moves. Uh, the issue I have with it is they basically did the exact same trade for Marvin Bagley last season and then re-signed him to a three-year contract. Then they draft Jalen Duran, who you know is basically a clone of James Wiseman. And I, I, I you know, if it were the late '90s and they're trying to replicate David Robinson and Tim Duncan, okay, but you know, time travel does not exist. It is 2023. And I do not believe an NBA team can start Jalen Duran and James Wiseman together. The Pistons 
claim or there are reports that James Wiseman is going to start for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I don't know if that means he, he's supplanting Isaiah Stewart or Jalen Duran. Um, either way, I'm skeptical. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, it's it's certainly an upgrade for James Wiseman. Uh, from a fan perspective, not very happy that they traded Sadiq Bay. You know, he's a, a pretty strong, sizable wing, 3 and D type player. Uh, that every single NBA team covets uh, in right. today's game. Yeah. And they they basically tanked his value this season by moving him to and from the starting lineup. This is a guy who had a 50, he has a 50-point game under his belt. He averaged 16 points, five rebounds last season. Um, he was he has like the most three-pointers ever through the first two seasons of his NBA career than any other player, a record that'll probably be beaten and broken every year moving forward. But he, he has upside and, and I feel like they didn't get quality value for him in a trade. Uh, if you were really looking to trade Sadiq Bay, you know, run him out there for 35 minutes a game, especially in a season where you're, you're tanking your star player that you're building around for the next decade is out for the year. None of it makes sense from a fan perspective. Uh, but, uh, Good luck to Sadiq in Atlanta. I think it he loses fantasy value with that move um, to be determined what his role will be with the Hawks. Uh, if he starts, which is unlikely, if he unseats like DeAndre Hunter and starts at the three for the Hawks, he is a better three-point shooter, um, at least from a volume perspective, <laughs> than, than DeAndre Hunter. Um, I think he could still be a 13-point guy with a, you know two and a half to three three-pointers per game for the Hawks, but that's unlikely. So he's probably droppable in most 10 or 12 team leagues. Wiseman, we'll discuss more later. Um, Jalen Duran, you know, you have to see what the Pistons do with the starting lineup. With uh, with Duran, if if Duran still starts, I think he holds value, but the it's a big question mark whether or not he's going to start with uh, reports about Wiseman entering, the, supposedly entering the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, as far as Bay goes, you would think some of these teams that were interested in Ananobi would would throw together like a smaller offer for Bay. I mean, you mentioned it, like he's in and out of the starting lineup, but when he sees 30 minutes a game this year, he's averaging 18.6 points on 13 and a half shots. That's extremely efficient. Six boards, two assists, and a steal. And then the Wiseman Duran thing. Yeah. I mean, I would like my initial reaction when I heard those reports was that they would start Wiseman. And Stewart, because Wiseman can't shoot threes and Duran can't shoot threes, but Isaiah Stewart's only shooting 30% on his threes. So he's basically he's not even really a three point shooter anyway. No, no, um, no. Stewart, Stewart is not a four. He's not good enough to be a four. He's not good enough to be a five. His skill set is a 4.5 and that position doesn't exist. So, <laughs> well, also, I mean, to your point, Shannon, when everyone's healthy, it's the wings that are the yes. worst in Detroit. And you just traded a young, efficient, affordable wing for another big that you got to figure out when he plays. You're going to stunt Duran's development with this. I just don't like it. I just, it, it, I know that, you know, a lot of people preach, well, on bad teams, don't worry about positional fit, just get all the talent you can. And I just don't agree with that. And I feel like this is the great example of that kind of move. Totally agree. Totally agree. I, I, a lineup with Isaiah Stewart, Marvin Bagley, Duran, and Wiseman 
doesn't make sense. That a roster, a roster with all four of those players does not make sense in today's NBA. Yeah. Do you uh maybe I mean is this an Isaiah Livers opportunity, or is that just like a is that like a 16 team league flyer at best? Even if Livers gets the run, he's not gonna be much of a fantasy. I mean, it yeah, it would be the the deepest leagues only. The <laughs> deepest leagues only. But I would imagine we're gonna see we're, we're gonna see Killian Hayes and Ivy with Bogdanovich at the one, two, and three. It, the big question is, is it Isaiah Stewart or Duran that goes to the bench? Um, I have a hard time believing this team is going to move Duran to the, to the bench uh, after, after starting him for the better part of the past two and a half months. Um, you know, you've got uh, the youngest player in the NBA who's shown a lot of upside. Uh, I really think they're going to get crazy with it and run Duran and Wiseman at the four and the five together. Miles will just put Bagley at the point. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're the Pistons, you may as well like just give Wiseman the the long leash that he needs, right? Like have him go out there. You be like, hey, you know what? When you're out there with Duran, floor space for us. Just shoot some. We don't care if they're 18 well, footers. Just except shoot. for look, the poor guy's so in over his head in Golden State. Having him start now and face the best bigs of the rest of the NBA. Is not going to go well, you know. I mean, you know, he's already he's already a serious confidence issue, right? Like you've got to build this guy up first, let him come off the bench. But I think they are going to force him to start, and I don't think it's going to go well, and it's going to be awkward. It's going to be like all those magic lineups where people didn't have the right positions either. Well, either way, I need this for the few uh, James Wiseman rookie cards I have. So uh, let's pray. <laughs> All right, well, let me ask you guys, any fantasy implications you want to discuss either for Josh Hart going to the Knicks, boss man Jay Crowder to Milwaukee, or anything we haven't covered with Kyrie to Dallas and maybe that depth chart for the Mavericks? I mean, I think Crowder to Milwaukee is just nothing really from a fantasy perspective. Right. That's Um, a basketball trade. That's not a fantasy basketball move. Yeah, Dallas, I mean, you're going to get some more like Josh Green – you're going to get some more Reggie Bullock if, if you need a three-point Bullock's going to start? Probably yeah, going to be the starting specialist. power forward. Right, exactly. So, like, that's that's a potential move. And then um, the Josh Hart one is interesting. I, you know, <laughs> Thibodeau, I think we'll probably try to play him 40 minutes a game. The And so I don't think his fantasy value is going to decrease at all. There's actually a weird chance that it goes up or stays very stagnant. Hmm. I think the real question is like, where do those minutes come from? And I, my guess is it's some combination of Emmanuel Quickly and Grimes. Quentin Grimes. Yeah. Um, unless they completely oust Toppin from the rotation. And well, even, say, I mean, do, is this an excuse to move and play Randall more at the five a little? But that's a small lineup. It could be. I mean, they've also been sitting RJ Barrett for long stretches in the fourth quarter. So I don't know if this hurts him at all. Um, but. I, I think if you have Josh Hart on your team, you're not worried about this at all. Yeah, if you're, I mean, Josh Hart's averaging 10.8 rebounds, four assists, one, 1. 1.1 steals, and, and under 0.7 three pointers. I, I'm skeptical that I, I, I expect him to to come off the bench. He could start over Grimes. Um, like Ken said, I, I do think there's an opportunity for this team to go small now, especially with um, Josh Hart's strong rebounding, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think he takes a slight dip in value 
with the move to New York. Jay Crowder, obviously, his value is up. It couldn't have been any lower. His value is up <laughs> in Milwaukee, but he's just going to be a depth option for them. Um, give them, give them some, you know, a good wing player that they can plug in uh, off the bench. Uh, so nothing- I would even argue Crowder's three point shooting is going to be ugly. Those for that first month after sitting out a year, he was already pretty up and down crazy beforehand. You got him in there for his defense, fantasy wise. I'd be a little worried what he might do to your field goal percentages for his few weeks. <laughs> I, I would be very surprised if he approaches anywhere near the 27, 28 minutes he's been averaging, averaging for the past half a decade. Uh, he's going to be, you know, a 20 minute per game guy. I don't think he may, moves the needle in fantasy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, gentlemen, well, it's time for our fan feedback section. If you, fan, would like us to answer a question, please post a comment in our most recent RotoWire YouTube NBA video. This week, YouTube superfan Chias Fella asked, I had Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, and Jabari Smith. I dropped Horford for Daniel Gafford. Do I keep Gafford and stream the Hayward spot or the Smith spot, or should I be streaming the Daniel Gafford spot? Thoughts on this, gentlemen? I think you got to keep Gafford. Um, Hayward versus Smith is interesting only because of Hayward's injury potential, Mm. because Smith has been bad all year. It's been bad (laughs) all year. I... Like my my first gut instinct when I read that is just stream the Smith spot. You're gonna be able to find guys on four game weeks who are just better than him three game weeks consistently. Um, <laughs> of course, you run the risk of Hayward getting hurt, being set towards the end of the season. I don't know what you do about that, but he's at least giving you something while he's out there. Yeah, I, I agree with Alex. Uh, I do think Gafford Gafford's an absolute must keep as long as he sticks in the starting lineup, which, you know, it looks like that'll be the case uh, with, with Hor- with Hayward. I'm actually kind of high on Hayward, you know, right now his minutes just increased. He played 34 minutes, uh, 35 minutes in the most recent game for the Hornets. This is a team that just traded away McDaniels traded away Plumley. So you got Mark Williams and Nick Richards that will get more minutes at the center spot. P.J. Washington locked in at the power forward spot, but they don't have a ton. Kelly Oubre is still out. So as long as Oubre is out, I mean, Horford, now that his minutes are uncapped, is going to have a pretty long leash. If he stays healthy, he's the guy I'm running out there. You know, it it just depends on who's available on your waiver wire, but I, I agree with Alex. I think Jabari Smith is a spot I would stream if that's what I'm looking to do. And you know what? Uh, off the fan feedback question, while we're touching on Dallas a little, uh, they moved Gordon. Any thoughts on Kenyon Martin as uh, their new starter? I mean, he's been playing really well. I think he's, I think he's a definitely a worthy fantasy add on 12-team leagues. Um, I think some of his increased usage has partially been due to Kevin Porter being out. So be a little careful when he comes back. But Martin's a great player. I mean, if you watch, if you're a sicko and you watch the Rockets, um, you'll know that Martin's one of the only guys on that team given like great consistent energy. So I think he'll continue to be out there and, and over. Produce. You take Martin right now over Eason. Right, uh, right now, yes, but I want to yeah. see how, a couple questions that that could change. That is one. You know, who do they start? It, how long is Kevin Porter going to be out still? And who do they start now with Eric Gordon out? Martin was already locked in the starting lineup with Kevin Porter out. Now, if if Eason, if they go with a bigger lineup and start Jalen Green at the one, Eason and Martin are both starting. Like this, this is a feasible thing. This might mm-hmm. happen. Um, you know, we'll see tonight with tonight's game what they do um, with Porter already being ruled out. But it'll be interesting where Eason and Martin could both get run. They both have increased value, fantasy value moving forward with Eric Gordon out of out of the out of town. Well, Alex, take us to our good friends at Swagger. The back half of the NBA season is upon us, and your fantasy team looks like it's going to wobble for Wemby. We got your plan B right here. It's called Swagger. Swagger is 
Daily Fantasy for All Fankind. It's the most player-friendly DFS site in the game, created by sports fans who simply want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Here's how it works. You pick 2 to 10 player props and score points for the picks that you get right. Win a cash prize based on your score, not a perfect ticket. I repeat, you do not need a perfect ticket to win. Even if you get one or two or sometimes half your ticket wrong, you can still walk away with cash in your bankroll. Swagger payouts, Swagger has payouts up to 50 times and sometimes even higher depending on your picks. With hundreds of props for you to play, you can build any ticket with any number of players across multiple sports. Play NBA player props along with NFL, MLB, NHL, all the top soccer leagues, golf, tennis, motorsports, whatever tickles your fancy, Swagger's got it. Ready to play? Go to playwithswagger.com and sign up and enter promo code ROTOWIRE10. That's the numeral one zero from the dropdown. Swagger will drop a free $10 into your account to get you started. Plus, they'll match your first deposit 100% up to $100. Swagger, daily fantasy for all fan kind. That's Rotowire 10 for a free $10 added to your account. It's waiver wire time. Uh, as far as the games next week, we have one game for Detroit. Um, they don't want to overwork James Wiseman, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Memphis, Sacramento, and De- Toronto all have one game. Is that true? That's real. Oh, I got oh, the All Star break. Uh, All Star break. Yeah, man, I got I got so the trade deadline made me forget about the All Star break. Let's put it that way. That's uh, you were working hard yesterday, Alex. And yes. three games, three games next week for Washington and Chicago. Three games being the high count this week again because of the All Star break. Yeah, and keep in mind. Um, I don't know. I think there are some fantasy leagues that combine the two weeks together. Oh, that's true. So um, you need to look into whether your league splits that week or combines them together before you make any significant lineup decisions. But that's just something to uh, keep an eye on. So my addition this week, available in 50% of leagues player, guy I've been beating the drum for (laughs) as a stash all season, Zach Collins. It finally happened. Jakob Pertl got traded. To the last place I thought he would go, the Toronto Raptors. Um, uh, Collins is rostered in 37% of Yahoo leagues, 4.5% of ESPN leagues. If you're in an ESPN league, you need to start listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> Pirtle triggered to the uh, triggered to the Raptors, I should say. Uh, Collins, when he sees 24 minutes at least, averages 12.2 points, 7.1 rebounds. 3.4 assists with a 63% field goal percentage. The blocks have dried up a bit. That yeah. makes me a bit concerned because it's been going on for a while. He also isn't hitting as many threes as I think he's capable of, but maybe the Spurs give him a little bit longer of a leash here. Uh, tell him to go out there and get some numbers. I also think Charles Bassey is interesting, <laughs> but I'm not sure I would add him until you get confirmation that they turn his two-way into a standard deal. He also hasn't uh, played in how many days? The- yeah, he's a, he's been in the G League. He's a two-way guy. So if you get confirmation that they guarantee his contract, I would pick Bassey up because he's he's also legit. But right now, Collins. All right. Very interesting. I think you've been – yeah, how many months you've been waiting to uh, give us the know, Zach Collins? Five, six. I'm going to stay in the big man category. My available in 50% of leagues. My top pick is Mark Williams of the Charlotte Hornets. 
managed in only 41% of Yahoo. Uh, with Mason Plum- Plumley traded to the Clippers, the 20-year-old Williams, the number 15 pick rookie, he's going to get the starting center job ahead of Nick Richards in Charlotte. And frankly, he should expect big blocks and rebounds per 36 minutes this season. He's averaged over 18 points, over 13 rebounds, and more than two and a half blocks per 36 minutes. That said, so far he's only played 349 total minutes. He's had a few stints in the G League to get him experience. Hey, the Hornets stink, and they've been fishing for a center since like Alonzo Mourning. Uh, They are very wise to let the kid play. They've got other gunners. He's the kind of supportive, dirty work on the block rim protector that um, lets their gunners gun and their guards gamble on defense for steals. I actually think Mark Williams is a very nice fit for this lineup. Uh, And they do have Richards to back him up when need be. So anyway, love Mark Williams. Shocked he's only uh, managing 41% of Yahoo leagues. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And unlike a lot of young big men, Ken, he's not going to totally tank your free throw percentage. 73.5%, 65% from the floor. Mm, I love Mark Williams, probably uh, the number one free agent pickup on the board, uh, no matter your league size. You know, we mentioned the number two guy earlier, Colin Sexy Sexton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to go to Detroit and mention James Wiseman, my oh, new favorite player. No. <clears throat> my new favorite player, 32% owned on Yahoo, <laughs> 10% owned or rostered on ESPN. You know, I, I discussed it earlier. I'm not, I'm very, very skeptical, but the news that he's going to start for the Pistons is enough for me to make Wiseman a speculative ad. It, I think even in 10 team leagues, uh, if you're big man desperate, there's a possibility here. Per 36, he is at 19 points, 10 boards, 1.6 blocks. He'll, He's never snipped over. 36 minutes a game. No, no. Interesting. We'll see what happens. No, he hasn't. You know, in the G League, he was at about 18 and 10 in 28, 29 minutes per. He's a guy who could be a walking double-double, can get you some blocks. It just all depends on how the Pistons deploy him. But I, I, I would say 10-team leagues, you could definitely wait and see how it plays out with Duran, Stewart, and Wiseman. But if you're in 12-team or deeper and you're looking for a guy who could pop off, you know, if he immediately runs into 30-plus minutes per game, there's going to be production here no matter how much of a bust you consider Wiseman to be at this stage in his career. He's, he's worth a look. This guy is still very, very young. He turns 22 in about a month and a half. So still tons of upside, still time to really live up to his potential. I'm grabbing Wiseman if he's available in any of my leagues. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, uh, we mentioned it before, playing in Detroit will be a lot more straightforward for him than playing in uh, Golden State. Yeah. Alex, who's your long shot of the week? You know, I initially had Devontae Graham here. Uh, but I, I pivoted and went with Taylor Horton Tucker of the Utah Jazz, 3% rostered in Yahoo, 1.8% rostered in ESPN. I feel like it's being overlooked that the Jazz traded away like pretty much everyone in their rotation. Um, <laughs> and like how, how many games slash minutes 
are here moving forward for Kelly Olenek and Rudy Gay, who Olenek was seeing 30 minutes a game when he was healthy. Gay was seeing 15 minutes a game when he was healthy. Um, when seeing at least 20 minutes, which is obviously a low bar, when seeing at least 20 minutes, Horton Tucker's averaging 12.4 points, four rebounds, four assists, and 1.8 stocks. And I've, I've watched a decent amount of Jazz games this year. Whenever Taylor Horton Tucker came in, he had some pretty good energy. He's a little out of control, but he came in hot, super long arms, can block and steal shots, um, aggressive offensively, big body, can bully people. So to me, this is a pickup. Like I maybe not 12 teamers, it's a little borderline there. But I think if you're in a 16 teamer, you have to really consider this, especially like Shannon mentioned the game that the, the Jazz played after making these trades. And Horton Tucker played 24 minutes. He went six of 12 from the field for 15 points. He had six assists and a block. Only one turnover. Like I think, I think this is the opportunity for him. Nice. Yeah, I nice. totally, totally agree. That you know, Nikhil Alexander Walker is gone. Mike yeah. Conley's gone. They've tons of players gone. Tht should get run. Um, are you are you saying Rudy Gay's not in their future? <laughs> He's only eighty eight. How can they not trade him? <laughs> if if he gets fouled too hard, he's just gonna go like Avengers, he's... Avengers, and get dusted style, right? Like at the end of the Avengers movie. Have, have you guys watched? Have you seen? Have you seen Rudy Gay lately? He's like he looks like he added like thirty pounds. He's big now. Yeah, he like, is, this a is big. great. He he's, is. He's a moving. Big. Yeah. Uh, he's moving into that Boris Diaw territory. Uh, <laughs> if you give him another, you give him another two years, he's there. <laughs> Um, All right, well, my my long shot of the week, I'm going back to the OKC Thunder and a different Jalen Williams. It's Jalen Williams with a Y, J-A-Y-L-I-N Williams. Look, we talked about Jalen, J-A-L-E-N. He's already been picked up a few weeks ago. He was a great free agent pick a few weeks ago. But remember, the Thunder traded Mike Muscala to Boston. Darius Basley's now in Phoenix. They received uh, Sarich from the Suns. I don't know if they're going to buy him out or not. I'm not sure where he fits on their timeline. Um, anyway, Jalen with a Y is coming off a 14.7 rebound, seven assist game. Yes, the Thunder can be a little maddening with their rotations, but Williams is a rookie. He sure has a lot more upside than the other bigs on this Thunder team. Hey. It's a long shot. It's a long shot of the week. He's only managed in 3% of Yahoo leagues. But if you got bench room, take a flyer on Jalen Williams with a Y. Just no, not showing any respect to the real JRE, Jeremiah <laughs> Robinson. I not. You are correct. That's, I am not. I, that's understandable. That's understandable. <laughs> My long shot of the week is Malachi Branham for the San Antonio Spurs. You know, San Antonio made some moves at the deadline and and i like what brandon's been doing lately no more uh no more richardson josh richardson's richardson's out of town trey jones has been in and out of the lineup due to health sohan same thing they're starting romeo langford at the two malachi brown's brandon's been starting as well um in february uh, he's been very, very solid. He started three straight games, um, but in four games in February, he's averaging 16.8 points, 3.8 uh, assists, two three-pointers in 32 minutes per game. This is a first-round pick for the Spurs, 20th overall. 
I believe he sticks in the starting lineup for the remainder of the season. I think he's going to get run over Lankford uh, with Richardson gone. That opens up minutes. So even if he does move back to the bench, the minutes are going to be there. I don't, I'm not worried about Devonte Graham stealing th- thunder from him. They're going to build up their guys instead. And Branham's that guy. <clears throat> for people now they're saying Graham's a pick. Got to remember guys never shot over, 38% field goal percentage. There's right. no future in Graham. He can't shoot. He's proven that. Yes. One other guy I want to mention. I meant I, I meant to mention him as, as one of my standard pickups. Bones Highland moving to the Clippers, I think, is one of the more underrated moves. Um, he could easily get slotted in as their starting point guard over Terrence Mann. Uh, no Reggie Jackson, no John Wall. They've both been out, outed from, from L.A. Um you know, to be determined what Bones' role will be, but whether it's a starting point guard role for the Clippers or if he he plays a Lou Williams six-man role for him, he is that type of player where he can come off the bench and fill it up. Uh, the key here is he had been, you know, he'd been kicked out of the rotation in Denver um, for, for being a bonehead on the court, it seems like, or a selfish player based on some of the rumors that were out there and, and comments from teammates. But getting another chance in L.A. is a young guy who can fill it up. I love Bones Highlands upside. And even if it's even if it's just 25 minutes off the bench, uh, that's going to be enough to provide decent, de- decent fantasy value. His per 36 this season is 22.3 points, 5.5 assists, 1.2 steals, and four three-pointers per game on 38% shooting from downtown. He, he is not shy about shooting. Not shy at all. No bones about it. Uh, Ken, oh. who, is, who is your long shot? Uh, my second long shot, second I'm long cheating shot. here. I'm not going boring. I'm sticking with another long shot. Is Jalen Noel of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hey, D'Angelo Russell's now with the Lakers. Yeah, a lot of those shots are going to Ant-Man, but I think a lot of those shots are also going to Noel. Per 36, he scores uh, 20.1 points per 36 with two triples and surprisingly decent percentages. Yeah, his defense is weak. He'll never see 36, but he's their Vinny the Microwave. He's going to be points off off the bench, and I think they're going to need a little more of that with uh, Russell gone. Okay. Possibly. I, I'm interested to see if Alexander Walker cracks that rotation too. Um, he was playing 15 minutes per game in Utah. Uh, he could he could eat into some of the minutes from Noel, but I, I, I agree, Ken. He is a boring pickup and one you should consider. <laughs> let's uh let's go to our Friday DFS picks brought to you by FanDuel. Fans, sign up for FanDuel now and compete for millions of dollars in prizes each day. Choose your best NBA lineup and compete to win real cash. Uh, it gets better every week. All right, 11 games slate today. Uh, highest over under. OKC at Portland, uh, 241 and a half. As always, for the main injuries on the slate and availability in general, check the Rotowire lineups page. You can try Rotowire for free, including our DFS lineup optimizers, by going to rotowire.com slash try. Shannon, it is a tough day in the DFS world. Uh, we got to figure out if all these guys we got traded are playing today. If they're not playing, we got to figure out projected minutes, all these rotations. 
Uh, our optimizer says James Wiseman's the best value of the day. Let's go fire it up. Um, I don't know if he's, I doubt he's playing, but we haven't gotten word yet. So we have to put minutes in for him. Um, where are you turning on this slate where it, I mean, I'm looking at the daily lineups page and it is like twice as long as it normally is just because there's a may not play section. I I am not looking at James Wiseman. I need to see it. Like I said, totally skeptical. And for DFS purposes, I absolutely need to see it to believe it. Um, I also, yeah, I am skeptical on how many minutes he's going to play in his debut with the Pistons or even if right. he's going to debut tonight, we'll right. see. Um there are some other options, though, that are, you know, impacted. Their value significantly impacted by the trade deadline. Your boy, Zach Collins, is one of them. He was one of the first players I plugged into my lineup, $5,000 on FanDuel. We have him projected for 36 fantasy points tonight. Like, he's a fantastic option. Uh, Ken's free agent pickup and everyone's top free agent pickup, Mark Williams, uh, I actually think we should probably need to take a closer look at his projections. He's 4,800. I don't like the matchup uh, against Boston, but if Williams sees 28 to 32 minutes, 4,800, I feel like he's going to be a very, very solid value. Two other guys we already discussed today, Colin Sexton, 5,200, starting, starting uh, point guard for the Jazz now. Coming off that 36, 35 and a half point fantasy outing, uh, hard to pass him up at 5,200. And then Gordon Hayward going up against the Boston Celtics, 5,200. It's just mainly about the minutes, man. I love the fact that he's played 30 plus minutes in in back-to-back games. Um, And with McDaniels gone, uh, he's going to have to step up and shoulder a little bit of of a bigger role uh, with Charlotte. So I I like him at 5,200 as well. Yeah, um, you're right about the Mark Williams thing. I bumped I bumped his minutes up. So um, the fans who listen to this podcast uh, will see better minutes for him. Um, but that's a that's a big thing we have to do too. Obviously, is you know adjusting a lot of these guys' projections well, after Williams, they get traded. And for Williams tonight, no idea who's playing for the Celtics. Uh, though, hey, yeah. I saw firsthand somehow Boston still beats big yeah, center-led teams like the Sixers. Oh, it was delicious Wednesday. Oh, it was fantastic. Though I did get a, I was seated right where Brown and Tatum ran into each other. That was a little scary. And you did see Brown immediately go to the locker room. You're like, that's not good. That's anyway, he's uh, posting pictures of him wearing a face mask. He is out for tonight. Uh, I don't know if Muscala is going to show up in time. Williams and Horford are both game time decisions. So who knows what skeleton crew is going to play for the Celtics tonight? Yeah. I mean, if, if so with Brown out, Assume like let's assume Horford and and Tatum and Williams are in. Let's just assume it's it's uh, okay. Jalen Brown. Are is this like a Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White opportunity? This is a D White. This is a D White opportunity. Who's been on a tear lately? Who, uh, you guys are looking at the salaries, but if you look at D White over his last seven games, he's scoring over eighteen points a game with four dimes and five and a half rebounds plus a block. Um, so D White's been on a tear as of late. Obviously, a lot of that's because Marcus Smart is out, right? So White's really shifted into becoming the de facto starting uh, guard. Uh, and then if Brogdon's cheap, there's tons of minutes for Brogdon as well. Yeah, uh, they're both about six thousand. 
And, you know, you're right, Ken. White, White's seen seven more fantasy points per game uh, in the seven games with Brown sitting. Um, so it's really, it is, it's White and Brogdon are the two. Um, Brog, Brogdon can pop off at, at any moment. Um, and I think they're both in that price range where it makes sense to consider them. Um, my one question would just be, you know, where are the other values, right? Like if, if you can get a guy who's projected for 30 fantasy points that costs 4,000 because of all the, the shifts and rotations that we're going to see this evening, um, you might want to rather go that way. But both, both White and Brogdon are absolutely considerations for tonight's slate. Uh, and then we have uh, we have Minnesota and Memphis, so you gotta keep an eye on um, you gotta keep an eye on the Mike Conley situation. Obviously, there um, Portland is gonna be a big mess right now. Um, whether or well, not is this, can... is this a pony up the cash for Ant Man night? If Conley doesn't sure. show, and you know, it's ball's gonna be in Edwards' hands a lot. Good yeah, point. especially if Gobert and, and Kyle Anderson are out, both those guys are, are questionable right now. Um, so that's they could that's lose bad. by 15 to Memphis, but maybe Ant Man takes 25 shots. Who knows? Right. And I think for Portland, I mean, they're just trading Josh Hart and Gary Payton. I think you got to look at like Shaden Sharp. You think you got to look at Nas Little. Um, that's how you obviously Watford for Portland. Watford as well. Yep. He's, he's yeah. already seen a lot of minutes with, with, uh, Ner- your, Yusuf Nurkic out. Uh, Drew Eubanks has been starting, uh, but Wofford's been seeing a pretty steady 24, 25 minutes per and posting, you know, some solid fantasy lines. He's only 3,900. He's he's actually an interesting option if you're trying to go off the board and pick someone who's not in the starting lineup and, and maybe not on a lot of radars. Yeah, and we I mean, we mentioned before, no Sadiq Bay in, in Detroit. Um like if we assume Wiseman's not playing, and Sadiq Bay is out, what do you what do you think is going to happen there? I think Stewart will be an option in that scenario because you'll have he's he's power forward eligible, which certainly helps from a from a Fanduel standpoint. You know, at the center position, you'd have Duran as well to consider. Um, but there's so many good options at the center position. You know, starting with Mark Williams. Um, it's hard for it would be hard for me to go during at center tonight, even if Wiseman's out. Um, you know, there there's also there's other options that I really like that that I think will have low um, roster numbers, like Walker Kessler. Not cheap. He's seventy two hundred, uh, but you know Vanderbilt's out of town now. Walker Kessler's going to be locked into the starting lineup, mm. locked into heavy minutes. He's playing a Toronto team that he just went for 17, 14, and 7 against. And those 7 are blocks uh, just a week ago, 9 days ago. Yeah. Went for 58 well, fancy points against that Toronto team. They really need Kessler to step up in the rebounds with Vanderbilt gone. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's, got game on, he's got a 2020 yeah. game under his belt. He can do but it. He can Olenek's do it. a soft power forward, a lot of perimeter play. He doesn't get boards. Kessler's going to need to rebound big. There are a couple of guys I can't believe teams didn't get rid of. Like Detroit held on to to Corey Joseph and Alec Burks. And And Noel. And Noel. Noel. What are they going to do with Nerlens Noel this second half? Utah hangs on to to Olenek and and Rudy Gay. And, I, you know, I know some of these, like, bad teams, these rebuilding teams, they want a veteran presence around. And 
Like, you know, I just, I, I'd be okay. With, like, Ola Nick and Rudy Gay, neither of those guys are taking heavy shots, right? Like, they're okay with passing the ball, playing a little passive. They can be good yeah. locker room guys. But Ber- Burks loves to shoot. Like, I don't. There was a legend. I mean, there were rumors galore about Ola Nick, how Miami and Boston were both interested. So it just seems odd there wasn't a move, a, a deal they would have liked. I, I do. I, believe... I think they're just so focused on getting that Lakers pick. Well, that everything I do. Else was trivial. Yeah, no, that that would make sense. But I do believe we're going to see some of the, these names um, be possible buyout candidates here in the next week or two. Um, even Olenek, he is uh, he has a there's a team option for next year, um, three million dollar buyout. If if the team doesn't pick up the option for next year, it's three million dollars they'll owe him. They have to make that decision before June 28th. They might make the decision before February 28th and buy him out. I do think he is a legit mm-hmm. buyout candidate. Uh, as well as some of the Pistons guys, obviously not Bogdanovich, but a guy like Burks or Noel, uh, Nerlens Noel would be. Uh, any final notes on DFS for tonight, Shannon? There are some uh, nice, I think there are affordable options in kind of that that second and third tier range, not the twelve, ten, dollars or $12,000 guys, but if you look in the seven, dollars $8,000 range, there's some interesting options. Um, in particular, uh, Laurie Markinen at he's down to 7,700 on FanDuel. Um, mm-hmm. I love that price point for him. Uh, he he had a big game against again. He's playing Toronto. Played him nine days ago and had 47 fantasy points. Um, I like him quite a bit tonight. Um, Paul George has his value depressed a little bit. Uh, Desmond Bain. Chris Paul's on the second night of a back to back. But if if the Suns are shorthanded again tonight. Uh, he's, he's a very solid value, 8,100 tons of, tons of options to go. And, and I'm starting to get on board with Ken's suggestion of, of Aunt Edwards, especially if Conley's unavailable. All right, fellas. Well, Hey, FanDuel is providing a special offer to all new users. Sign up for FanDuel, play $1 in an NBA contest and receive $10 instantly. Let's keep it rolling with the old man rants. Ah, hooray! You know what? It's time to be happy, guys. Why am I always the cranky old guy? Hey, my team didn't waste a number two pick on James Wiseman or a number six pick on Mo Bamba. I love the trade The trade deadline. It's complete bedlam. Maybe the NBA should add a third round to the draft so teams can include a dozen third round picks in some of these deals. Plus, I don't have to work the newswire like Alex. It's a lot easier for me. I just have fun and read all the news. Hooray! You're at Celtics games, just taking off to... impromptu. That's <laughs> true. I got Celtics tickets. I drove seven hours total, and I thought we're going to – then I, on the way, I see Horford and Time Lord are both not playing, and we won! J- Tatum has a terrible game. Jalen Brown misses the whole second half because he breaks his face, and we won! That oh, was a blast. I think we uh, I think we avoided any mispronounced names here. Um, so thank you, everybody. I didn't want to us. mention the the youngster in Utah because I knew uh, I knew I'd screw up his name. Orca. Ochai Baji. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> oh, I came man. really close to it. I was like, not worth it. Not worth yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball podcast present presented to you by FanDuel and Swagger. Ken, take us out of here. Let's go to Los Angeles, guys. In 2015, 
where Jeremy Lin reported way back in 2015 what Kobe Bryant said uh, to all the Lakers at practice the day before the trade deadline. Kobe said, quote, I just came by to say bye to some of you bums getting traded tomorrow. (laughs) Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. (laughs) 